Welcome to Positively Leading, the podcast that's all about helping you grow your resilience, leadership and influence. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Howling, and each week we will be diving into a variety of topics related to leadership, communication and personal growth. From feedback and accountability to diversity and inclusion, we'll explore the skills and strategies that you need to become a more effective leader. So whether you are looking to improve your communication skills, build strong relationships with your team, or simply become more confident in your role, join me on this journey of growth and discovery, and let's get positively leading. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of Positively Leading, when we are continuing with the topic of strengths. In the last episode, number 21, Uncover Your Strengths and Thrive in Leadership and Life, I unpacked what strengths are and clarified a couple of common misconceptions. And we also explored the benefits of a strength-based approach for you in leadership and also in life. And also I offered some ways to discover and build on your strengths. Now, if you haven't already listened to it, may I suggest that you take a listen because understanding strengths and your own strengths will make it so much easier for you to use them with your team because that's what today's episode is all about using strengths, both yours and others, and getting the best out of each other. And today, specifically, we're going to be covering the benefits of using strengths at work and with your team, how to uncover your team's strengths, a few important pitfalls to avoid, and then five different ways that you can use strengths to boost well-being, inclusion and performance in your team. But let's start with the benefits of using strengths at work. Now, there's actually quite a lot of research on this. For example, Harter and Rutsch discovered that the use of strengths at work was really important for fostering job satisfaction, pleasure, engagement and meaning, regardless of what kind of character strengths were used. And one thing that we'll talk about later in the podcast is that how the alignment of signature strengths with work activities can really make a difference. But that research is really key. And Other research has found that developing strengths leads to better adaptation to change. And with, let's face it, change, we are dealing with it all the time, right? All the time in the workplace. So knowing actually that using strengths can really help with that, then that's really good to know. Now, in the last episode, I talked about how strengths are not just things we're good at. These are skills and competencies. But strengths give us energy and they're things that we enjoy. So when we're using them at work, this research makes sense because we're doing something that we're good at, we enjoy and that gives us energy. And then we're more likely to be in flow. And then this brings positive emotions, which support basically our cognitive functioning and well-being and just about everything, really. So they matter. They matter at work. And if we think about strengths with others, When we know other people's strengths, this also can bring so many benefits. Firstly, strengths helps us to focus on positives rather than negatives or on weaknesses within teams. So when we recognize strengths in others, this really helps us to appreciate them because what we're focusing on can change what we see. And then what we see impacts the behaviors and the direction that we take both for ourselves and for our teams. So when we focus on what works rather than what's broken or what's weak, then it opens up so many possibilities for us. 
and fostering that more appreciative and positive team climate where team members acknowledge and recognize and celebrate what's already great can improve inclusivity, well-being and performance across teams and whole organizations. Now, secondly, being recognized for our strengths also leads to an increase in positive feelings, both for the giver and the receiver of that strengths feedback. And that creates what's known as the contagion of positivity. Now, some research suggests that when we prime ourselves about positive characteristics or strengths of people before we interact with them, then it can actually lead to more positive interactions. So this means that if just before a meeting with someone that you, you think of their strengths and you think about all the things that they're really great at, then your interaction is going to be more positive. And who would not want that, right? More positive conversations, more positive interactions. And then thirdly, focusing on strengths means that we are working with positive emotions, which can enhance success. And this is compared to negative emotions or more negative emotions, which narrow and limit our thinking. And then this boosts positivity, productivity and performance in teams. And I've spoken a lot in recent episodes about broaden and build theory from Barbara Fredrickson and about how those positive emotions really open up how we think and how we feel and our performance at work and also in life. And that then builds and grows that, that positive contagion. So strengths matter. Strengths matter for us as individuals, but they also matter when we use them with our teams as well for all those reasons that I've shared. Now you're probably thinking, well, how do I uncover my team's strengths? Well, there are a number of ways that you can spot strengths in others. You could just get started straight away by tuning in and and really paying close attention to other people. Look out for signs that someone is energised or drained. Now, Hutchinson and Brown suggest some signs that we might look for when strengths are present. So when strengths are present, some indicators are that someone is feeling is relaxed, but they're focused and energised. Their voice might be uplifted. They might have a lively tone to their voice as well. Watch out for eyes lighting up. Watch out for really rich descriptions and passionate language and also look out for their body language, which can grow much more expansive and animated when somebody is working from a strength. So look out for all of those things. And the great thing about strength spotting is that it actually benefits the spotter as well, because again, that positive contagion, it can boost our positive emotions too. Now, you might also like to strength spot by asking people questions. And this can actually be really useful for recruitment purposes too. So ask people, you know, what type of opportunities would interest you and what is it about them that you enjoy? You could also ask the sorts of things that might be quite tiring and hard work for people. And what is it about them that you find draining? So knowing that information about people is really helpful to know because strengths energize us, whereas things that we are not or things that aren't a strength can really drain and deplete us. So remember, we're trying to tap into not only what someone is good at, but something that they love and something that gives them energy. Now, a third fun way of uncovering strength is a team activity. And I've done this in many, many different ways, but in a nutshell, using post-it notes or cards, 
basically you take 10 to 15 minutes to write a note for each other, for all you know, each other team members. Just write about what strengths you see in them and give examples. So I, you know, I love the way, Sarah, that you, you, know, you, you learn and you gather information. And I love the way that you gathered information for that recent project that we worked on. You know, you really demonstrated the strength of learning. So something like that, right? So you are really just sharing what the strength is, but also when you saw it in action. Now, I did this with my leadership team a few years ago, and we sat and we wrote cards for each other. We were strength spotting and also sharing gratitude for each other. And I've still got those cards now that were written for me. And I know that other team members still have theirs as well. And it really makes my my heart sing when when I remember that meeting and many others that we had that were similar. But that one was was really special because we sat there. It was a, a moment of coming together and really thinking about, you know, what makes each of us great? When are we at our best? And then shared that. So there's just three ways so far that you can uncover strengths with your team. But sometimes, though, it can be tricky to spot strengths. But don't worry, because on the same way that you can find out about your own strengths by taking a psychometric test or the strengths assessment, you could get your team to do one too. Now, in the last episode, I mentioned three different assessments, and all of these can be done as individuals, but they also have team options too. Now, the three assessments that I've used personally and also use with clients, both individual leaders and teams, are the VIA character strengths, Clifton strengths, and Capfinity. And again, I'll put the links to the websites in the show notes for you if you want to explore a little bit further. But the great thing is that if all team members take a strength assessment, then this starts to create a shared language that you can use together. And having that shared language and awareness of strengths really can help to increase teamwork. Because when you've got that shared language and you're aware of each other's strengths, then you can start to think together with different coaching questions um, to boost your positivity, productivity and performance. So checking in with each other, you know, oh, are we optimizing our collective strengths and how do our strengths respond to our, the current demands that we're facing? You can even sit down and think together, are there any essential strengths that we're missing and what might this mean for our you know, productivity and positivity and our performance as a team? And then what solutions do we need to put into place to make sure that we have the necessary strengths? Lots of questions that you can explore, but when you have that language of strengths and you're aware of each other's strengths, it just adds another dimension to the conversations you can have about how you are working together as a team. And this enables you really just to know each other really well. And as I say, it gives you that language to boost how you work together. Now, before I share some ways you might want to use your strengths with your team, I want to offer a few words of caution because working with our strengths is an amazing thing, but there are just one or two pitfalls to avoid. Now, overusing and or and or (laughs) underusing strengths can lead to imbalance or boredom or frustration for individuals and teams. And as I mentioned in the last episode, Working with strengths is not about ignoring weaknesses, so do be aware of this. If there are weaknesses that are hindering performance, then they of course need managing, but not necessarily developing. So see if you can use strengths there. It's not about ignoring weaknesses. Also be aware that strengths can clash. 
So you may have John in your team who's got a, a strength of you know, being decisive and making decisions. He can make decisions like really quickly and clearly and confidently, even when he hasn't got very much information. But you also have Helen on your team. And Helen has got signature strengths of knowledge and detail orientation. And she wants to take decisions really slowly, gathering as much information as possible and go over all the details. Now, it's great to have these two strengths on a team to see things through different lenses, but they can also clash. So use the language of strengths to understand each other and navigate it together. And also remember that strengths are dynamic and contextual. So being mindful of labeling people, even with a positive label of strengths. So Joe, for example, might have a strength in optimism, but there will be times when he is just not feeling it. And creating that space of psychological safety so that Joe can share that is key. So open communication is always needed, that, that need to be able to be authentic and vulnerable within a team. And then finally, it's really important not just to do the psychometric or the strengths assessments once and then forget about them. You need to keep talking about them, keep using strengths to make them, to bring them alive, really, bring them you know, part of your everyday language, your activities and your ways of working as a team. Now, I'm going to share now five ways that you might like to try to do just that. Now, the first is about strengths-based recruitment. So most of the time when you're advertising a, a position, you list a person specification or a job description, but perhaps you're not getting enough of the right applicants or perhaps you're getting too many applicants. Now, if you add strengths into the mix, it doesn't mean redoing all of your recruitment practices at all. But just adding strengths into the mix, it can give you an opportunity to engage people's emotions a little bit more about how they might fit and contribute and their performance. So again, here are some great tips from Hutchinson and Brown. So think actually about the ideal person for the role first, not the role itself. Think about the kinds of qualities that would make a difference and then weave in some strengths-based questions in the advert. And by that, you could have something like, are you someone who loves doing blank? Are you energized by? Are you at your best when? Now, questions like that are much more likely to grab somebody's attention, have someone going, oh, yes, that's me. Or, oh, no, that's not me. than a list of competencies. So just consider that from a recruitment perspective, just adding a little sprinkle of strengths into your recruitment practices. And you can do similar interview too. Now, the second idea is strengths-based inductions. Now, when we onboard people, we usually tell them all about how you do things, how we do things here. This is how we do things. Our organization, our policies, our expectations. And this is absolutely necessary. But at the same time, what if we could engage them in their strengths? So, we ask them questions like, you know, how would you like to contribute and what excites you about what you've seen so far? And also, I love this idea, you could ask people to create a how I work best document. And that's just great. So you can do that in any way. I actually do this with teams as well. So this is me at my best, how I work best. So people know what your preferences are and also a little bit about your strengths in there too. So there's a couple of ideas there for strengths-based inductions. 
Now, the third idea is for actually distributing tasks and activities, because the clearer you are about what others love to do, the more likely you're going to be able to spot those opportunities where they can really, truly add value and perform well, and they also enjoy what they're doing as well. And this can save time and effort and energy. It also allows that natural motivation. So a great question here, again, from Hutchison and Brown. It's a fabulous book, by the way. I'll pop the book in the show notes. But instead of asking, can you do this task, which they're likely to say yes to, ask them, which of these two tasks makes you feel more energized? So give them a choice. Yeah, so we're bringing in, we're thinking about the energy and thinking about the energy and the strengths. Now, the fourth idea is giving strengths-based feedback. Another way to boost inclusion and well-being and performance. And if you want to know more about feedback of this kind and lots more, then have a listen to my popular four-part series on feedback. And that's episode 16 to 20. But giving strengths-based feedback. So rather than just saying, good job, Sarah, you could say, Sarah, you really demonstrated the strength of courage there in that difficult conversation that you had. Okay, so that's just highlighting and giving and sharing the strength. That's so much more meaningful and can lead to a, a much deeper dialogue that then helps someone to move forward. So strengths-based feedback and check out the podcast episodes 16 to 20 for more information on that. And then final, 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 number five is the secret strengths spotter. Now, this is more of a fun activity that actually builds positive emotions within a team. Now, you have probably heard of secret Santas when you buy secret gifts for each other at Christmas. Well, this is similar, but you can actually do it throughout the year. So each month, just assign everyone in your team a strength spotter. And their job is to be on the lookout for times when their person has demonstrated a strength. And then you just create some kind of strength spotter cards and have people just write a short note that says what strength they saw and the impact that it had and then pop it on their desk. It's not onerous. It's not a difficult thing to do, but it gives a real boost of positive emotions to find one for the receiver. And it's also a positive boost for the giver too. And what you're doing is you are just building relationships and that trust and that idea of teamwork at the same time. So secret strength spotters is the fifth suggestion. Alrighty, I hope that you are feeling energized and armed with some tips and strategies to build a strengths-based approach with your team, because today we've covered the benefits of doing just that. We've looked at how to uncover your team's strengths, a few important pitfalls to avoid, and then five very different ways that you might want to use strengths to boost well-being, inclusion and performance in your team. Now, it's my heartfelt hope, as always, that you've enjoyed these two episodes on strengths. And if you are already using strengths yourself and with others, or if you try out any of the ideas from the show, please do send me a message and let me know. I absolutely love hearing about how you're using them. And until next time, keep on positively leading. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Positively Leading. I hope you found it helpful in your journey to becoming a better leader. And if you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. Your feedback not only helps me grow, but also helps others discover the podcast and join our community of positive leaders. And if you'd like to work with me, you can head over to sarahowling.com to find out how. 
Thanks once again for listening. And remember, the world needs more brilliant leaders just like you. So keep on positively leading.